heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, the inevitable war in the Middle East. Uh, we have been reporting that this moment would come uh, for many years, actually. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, I'm shocked or that we are shocked here, the, those of us who follow this closely. But uh, sadly, I report back to you, we are not shocked uh, at uh, these revelations and what has transpired here for a whole host of reasons. Now. My goal here as we open this up today is not to be redundant to what everything else is being said or reported, but to try to give a another perspective and attempt to give you a, the full capacity and the gravity to understand the situation in the Middle East of what's happening in the state of Israel. Uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, he has... Um, responded to these horrific attacks by the terrorist group Hamas, uh, proxy for Iran, uh, to be sure, uh, that uh, this is a, a formal declaration of war, to say the least. Now, listen, at this point, you surely have seen the images, potentially the videos, uh, the various uh, visuals of this. Um, how do you size that up? Uh, friends, it is barbaric. It is uh, evil. It is hell on earth, to be sure. I mean, this is what you're dealing with. But this is what you have when you're dealing with jihadists like this and the evil part of humanity. This is what you have. There's no respect whatsoever for for human life. None. It does. So when people are the West get aghast or say, oh, my God, you see what they did to that woman and child? They don't care, friends. They do not care. It's just another element, a woman, a child, a man, or whatever. They don't They don't care. And you're now seeing the, the barbaric, evil, Satanist nature of what you short of the same kind of thing when the world was shocked with al-Baghdadi and all of that happened. You remember where they lined them up on the waterside and chopped all their heads off? I was, oh my God. And you know, people forget. We, again, the West has very short memories, very short memories, sadly, sadly. Of course, these people uh, do not have short memories uh, at all. They play more the long game and everything is timing. That's what it is in this business. It's time. And when you least suspect it, they make their move. So what you would look at right now, the way to capture this moment and describe it to you accurately, is that this is really... Th now, think about this, please. This moment, what has just transpired in Israel, is exactly on the level of what Pearl Harbor was to America only worse, actually, for Israel, uh, because it's it's a smaller uh, it's a smaller country, 
Uh, the numbers are far greater, and they're it's it's like uh, the way I describe Israel always, and I've been there a couple of times. It's it's a piece of heaven, right in the center of hell, basically. You see, I mean that's kind of the way I describe it. It's right there in the worst neighborhood on the planet you would possibly want to be in, and it's right there, and yet. Uh, you know, they're God's people. I mean, and again, that's all by design. It's all, as far as I'm concerned, it's all by design. The way this is playing out in humanity. Uh, so, so the prime minister, uh, Netanyahu, he also called up well over 300,000 Israeli reservists. Uh, they've arrived for duty already. There's more coming, more on hold. This is the largest uh, call up of uh, reservists in Israel's history. This, this is the biggest. They understand the gravity of this moment. And what is so uh, tenuous about this is whatever happens in the next hours, days, is going to determine uh, how far this thing is elevated up throughout the world I'm talking about. It's already elevated up throughout Israel, to be sure, in the Middle East. But throughout the world, uh, this thing is a tipping point, to be sure. It would far, a far greater and graver situation even than what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. And that's saying some, that's saying some. But it's, in my opinion, this has a capacity to really unload onto humanity and bring in the world's superpowers and players, which is part of what we'll talk about today. Uh, my fellow Americans here, welcome into the voice of a nation. Malcolm at eight. Uh, you know, listen, I I, uh, I I feel the pain. I have to be straight with you here. I feel the pain in my my system, my 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 gut, my stomach, my soul, my heart. I feel the pain. I feel the pain. I I can't describe it to you any way different. I I feel that pain. I see the pictures. I see the images. I see what's happening to these uh, these these people, these civilians, these. Uh, and I, I feel that pain. I, I don't know why I feel the pain in the way that I do, but I, but I do. And it worries me a great deal what's taken place to these people. The, uh, uh, there's no words you can put on this. It, they just don't. They're, I cannot find them in the English language that would help me describe to you that moment, that pain, and what it feels like. It, it's beyond tears. It's 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 anger, sure. On it's you know you go through a whole host of emotions. You know what I mean? Uh, because you put yourself in the role of those people. You have to really do that and understand and look at the fear and just think about your own family and your your own kids and your spouse and your loved ones and those. You know what I'm talking about? You know, and think about that and think about if they were carted out of their bed or out of the middle of the night or some other point of context and dragged and pulled by the hair and yanked and crucified. I'm just obliterated and treated like garbage. I mean, worse. I mean, it's worse. They treat less than animals. I mean, and but that's what is uh, that. That's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with savages here. Just total, to no respect whatsoever for human life. None. They use humans as as shield, human shields. That's what they use to protect their evil agenda. That's how obnoxious and crude this um, this cult, uh, this despicable cult of Muhammad is. That's how disgusting it is. And yet there are people in the wings calling for peace. 
ceasefire. Well, we'll talk about that today as well, friends. But this is not a moment that Israel is going to cease fire. It's not a moment where it, this is definitely going to be, this This. This is their moment. And, and, and you know, and I have to tell you something else that's on my mind. I, I If this had happened eight months ago, when they were less rudderless in Israel, Netanyahu wasn't there, my golly. I tell you, you know, for me at least, the fact that he's in command at the moment gives me a sensibility that he will not tolerate anything less than victory uh, for the Israeli people. And that's important, friends. Okay, so jumping into it now. So you you have a sense of my feelings and and, uh, the the gravity of what I'm seeing here, why this is so important, so important. Uh, what we're dealing today on the broadcast, uh, what we'll have, and in, in the days ahead as well, who's reporting on this for us, uh, are going to be two uh, stellar experts, two great voices, um, to be sure. And uh, they are IQ Al Rizzoli will be here. And uh, to give you a little background on both of these, IQ is uh, is an Iraqi exile, first of all, is an Arabic speaker, uh, scholar, author, but he was born in Baghdad. Uh, totally, I mean, you know, you, you just see he understands the gravity of what he's dealing with. He's an expert uh, in speaking against jihadists and has uh, books out on these topics and uh, that are in the America Out Loud bookstore and on bookstores everywhere. But he is uh, passionate as anybody you've ever met in your life uh, and speaks about this when you don't even want to hear the topic uh, because he understands the gravity of it and how grave it is. And uh, so, you know, so IQ will be here throughout this uh, uh, this war and what's happening with uh, with this whole thing. And uh, Ilana Friedman will be here throughout the series as well. And uh, Ilana is, uh, again, an expert in these matters, understands the fragility of life uh, out in the Middle East. Uh, she spent, well, 16 years there raising her family, in fact. But uh, Ilana's an intelligence analyst. Is what she is, and and she um, uh, follows this stuff very closely with intelligence circles. What's happening? Documenting things. In fact, I told both of them and her before coming on today to please. We're going to be asking your opinion in certain areas, and I want your honest opinion. Uh, that, you know, just to qualify what that is, not so much what the data says in that particular story. I mean, sometimes you want to look at that, but there are other times you want to have an expert opinion. What do you really think? And by the way, Ilana, like IQ, has written some pretty stellar books. These books are on the in the America Out Loud bookstore and they're on the front page. One of the ones that's relevant to this story today is uh, titled Hamas, the story of Islamic Jihad on Israel's front lines is very, very relevant to today's uh, uh, war story. And there's others, Hamas, Care, and the Muslim Brotherhood, the plot to destroy America. I mean, so as you can see, and and IQ's got a um, a trifecta out there, really, of books we'll tell you about as well. Um, so they're both experts in this field. So uh, so as we open this up a little bit more now, and uh, we, we, we get to it here. All right, so the Israeli military... Um, he has, uh, they, they've said the, the, they, they're right now, they, they, they got in there and started fighting, uh, for the, um, in, in the south part of Israel, the towns, uh, trying to get, 
uh, Hamas back out of there. They've been successful at that level one. And now they're starting to push into Gaza uh, in the south. We'll also be talking about Hezbollah in the north as well at the appropriate time. But let's stay on the south right now. Um, the military, they are awaiting the orders. This happened any time here uh, about, um, you know, the intervention. And because they're going to be doing a ground war now in uh, Gaza. And they'll actually become an occupying force there as well. Um, the Wall Street Journal reported, by the way, that uh, it's been documented now. Tehran, Iran uh, helped, helped plot this attack. Over several weeks, the surprise is that they kept it a surprise. Uh, no intelligence from uh, is Israeli intelligence or uh, American intelligence picked this up, which is mind-boggling at best. Um, the the, the, the uh, Wall Street Journal reports the scale of the conflict and its impact on the Middle East will likely be determined by the Israeli response, the spread of violence to other Palestinian era areas, and the potential involvement of the U.S. and Iran. So let me get that out right there. And uh, and, and and a couple of thoughts, and then I'll bring you right on IQ in just a moment here. David Wormer, uh, the Middle East advisor to former Vice President Dick Cheney, said Israel was on the cusp of a full ground invasion and reoccupation of Gaza. That's what I wanted you to hear, the reoccupation, which, by the way, the last time that happened was 2005 is when they left here. Uh, and... Um, uh, so, and that was after four decades, by the way. So, as it, it, there's been a shift out there, uh, but Hamas has been uh, again the, these terrorist groups: Hamas in the south, and Hezbollah in the north, and then Iran, which is the proxy on all of this stuff, is just a complete war zone of this magnitude. IQ, let me go to you first on all of this, please. Uh, so, the gravity. Let's understand the gravity of this moment here now of um, Gaza in the south and with uh, they, they've gotten control back of those towns and all that they raped and pillaged the people and murdered. Uh, oh, the counts are still rising. We don't even know. Seven, eight, nine hundred. I heard reports of a thousand. It's the numbers are all over the place. Uh, they're all over the place because it's all a moving target right now. But as this thing now revs up, IQ, and they get ready to get into Gaza, give us a sense of, um, because they have prisoners now, too. Again, these numbers are tricky, too, IQ, and I'm sure you've got your own set of numbers. Uh, they're saying these reports are up to about 130 prisoners, approximately, roughly. We don't really know uh, that they possibly have. Um, how are they going to thread that needle in Gaza when the prisoners, and they put a lot of, emphasis on human life obviously hamas and hezbollah do not they don't give a rat's ass uh that's why they'll use them for that what do you make of that How, what kind of a trick is this going to take for israel to pull this off uh, in gaza well i know this will sound extremely unpleasant but the war in gaza must not be stopped because the hezbollah because the hamas has got prisoners civilian prisoners right Israel has to go and exterminate them. Hamas, I'm talking about. If Israelis are killed in the meantime, they're going to be murdered anyway. You've got to understand something. For seven years, they were holding three Israeli soldiers hostage for seven years. They negotiated with them. Nothing happened. 
So as far as my point of view is, right. this is collateral damage. I know it sounds unbelievably insensitive. Right. right. But we are talking now about total war. By the way, right. it wasn't uh, Pearl Harbor or Israel. It was Pearl Harbor and 9-11 simultaneously. Right, right. So the magnitude I'm talking about is immense. It's not it a is. small war. It is. Now, now let me let me drive on this point. Let me stay on this point with you, IQ, about these prisoners here a moment here. Um, okay, so listen, listen. I've seen a lot of reports that they are um, suggesting that Israel is going to be t- uh, tenuous, be very careful very sensitive to these other lives. To your point, they've already butchered, God knows, a, a thousand, thousand whatever, a thousand whatever the number is. You know, it's yes. it's large. It's, it's large. a thousand, because yeah. okay. out of the 2,000 people who were yeah. uh, wounded, a lot of them will die. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I get you, I get you. I, I'm not just counting anything. I, I say the numbers are all over the place, but whatever it is, it's a, it's, it's a huge number of people. With that said, uh, this 100 or 130 or 80 or whatever the number is, and it's, it is all over the place, whatever that is. That's the way I kind of seen it from my eyes, is that you cannot not hit with full force back based on the fact of that. They are going to become, sadly, casualties of this event. Either way, they're going to become casualties. It's not like they're going to cut them free at this point. Um, they Now, what I understand, though, let me drive a point here. They, I understand for, uh, in the, all the reports I see, they took those prisoners with the idea to negotiate them for other Palestinians that are being held. So it was a trick, a quid, uh, like a quid pro quo, a, a trade. Is that right, uh, IQ? That's what they said. It is irrelevant what they said. What right. the Muslims say and what they do are completely different things. By the way, I want the Americans to remember something that they don't know about it. Right. 1,400 years ago, in the first battle that Muhammad conducted against his own tribe, he had the bodies of the people he murdered mutilated. I want Americans to sink in their brains. This is a natural behavior with Islam. With fundamentalist Islam, no human being, who is even a Muslim who is of different sect, is an apostate. It's right. not even an animal. You can do to them whatever you want. Are you with me? I am. I am. So, so as an example, I like I, I, what you said is important. And even the prisoners that are there, the Palestinian prisoners that they are suggesting within the news cycle that they want released, they don't even care about those lives. Is that a correct statement? Of course, they don't give a damn. Right. This is only propaganda. Exactly. The Israeli okay. hostages are dead. All right. As far as they, so, they, uh, no all right. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, sorry. So no, no, I I don't want to. You've got something important to say. Say it. But but I I just want everybody to understand the gravity of what. So what I'm saying, like this is an important point. The media is going to continue to play that th- these people, the hostages, the civilian life. But the point is, their existence right now is what we're talking about. Here is Israel's existence and right to life is Thank hangs you. hangs in the hangs in the threshold. Is that correct? Absolutely. Nothing else counts, honestly, because these hostages are going to be murdered or mistreated. By the time the conflict is over, they are dead anyway. Yeah, this this is about, as I described in my opening conversation, IQ, 
it, it's hard to digest this stuff uh, when you're talking about what these jihadists do. There's no rationale as a rational human can pull from that. Is there, IQ? No, because we're not dealing with rational human beings. We are dealing with fundamentalist Muslims who believe completely and utterly that every Muslim is superior to every other human being. In fact, other human beings are not considered human beings. In the Quran, they call the beasts. Beasts. I want Americans to think, by the way, Americans with short memory, they should remember when the first hijackings of American airplanes in the 70s, they used to throw American citizens from the aircraft and kill them. The yeah. same Palestinians. I want Americans to remember that. Yeah. They easily forget. Oh, yeah. Oh, short memories, as I say. Well, yeah. again, there, there's no compassion for human life whatsoever. They look at them as bargaining chips. You remember the jihadists, in IQ, one of the statements I'll say here, which is pretty outlandish, but the way I see it from my eyes and my study of this, what you have to understand, people, is that they live to die. So they have no fear, which is why they are always happy to be suicide bombers and that kind of thing. They live to die is what they do versus in humanity with the West and the rest of us. We live to live. Uh, is that a is that a summation that's accurate? It's perfect summation. It's the only summation. In fact, there's no other summation. Yeah. Muslims, the Quran tells them in the afterlife, they have a better future in the after death than on life on earth. So when somebody is willing to die, the concept of giving mercy to anybody else doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. willing to die. Why should he give life to anybody else? That's right. That's right. Th th this is why this story is the biggest fight we have on our hands in humanity, because all the rules are out the window, friends. I mean, think about this, please think about this. All the rules are out the window, the normal rules of engagement, the normal rules of humanity, the normal rules of war and how to conduct yourself as a human being. You have to understand something. They're all out the door. They don't matter. So when you see all these reports and political operatives talking trash or the media people talking trash or not knowing what they're really talking about. They don't understand fundamentally the fight. And unless you understand fundamentally the fight, it then you're talking stupid. You're talking idiotic. It doesn't fit. Uh, do you, does everybody understand that? I mean, it's important. We understand what I'm talking about here. Really important. Uh, now, let me see, uh, IQ. Let's see if we get a different perspective here or not. Now, Ilana Friedman, uh, what we just described there is pretty outrageous, number one. It, 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 I don't think most people can get their arms around what we're talking, when you talk about in the sense of this jihadist or this, this, mo this movement, this, um, this willingness to take all and any lives. It's hard for anybody to really grasp what we talk about. What did, where did, 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 I, did I get anything wrong there? Did IQ get anything wrong? Or how would you sum it up? Is that an accurate description of this, this, uh, th th this movement and what we're dealing with here? Well, Malcolm, I think we saw over the last few days exactly who these people are that we are people. I use the word very loosely. Yeah. Uh, what, how they are behaving in the most despicable, evil, 
brutal, disgusting way with other human beings. And this is, this is for them. This gives them joy. They celebrate it. They said, thanks to God. Allahu Akbar. This is, they were, as they were killing teenagers, as they were, were raping and, 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 you know, at the, at the uh, concert, the rave, which they, they, it was in an outdoor area and they came in on um, kites yeah. and on the ground and they came in and they just slaughtered people. And what people who started to run, they, they shot their legs off so they couldn't run. These people are, they're not even animals. Animals don't do this. This, these people are just plain evil. They're barbaric. And I think you cannot emphasize that enough because we don't understand it here. We don't ha we we have terrible things go on here, murders and, and there's all kinds of things going on in the United States right now, but nothing like what Israelis saw on Saturday morning. The uh, the the barbarity of of the slaughter and the treatment of hostages yeah. was and it a lot of it is on video so you can actually see it. Yeah. This is something that Israel is taking to heart. And I, what I want to to share with you and yeah. and the listeners is that what is the way in which Israel responds now is unlike anything Israel has done before. Israel. The Israeli military goes out of its way historically. That's right. Uh, over and over again, to spare civilians in any way they can. Yeah. So well, hold on. Now, talk about this. I wanted to bring that point up. So it, it, let's emphasize what you're talking about. That is normally the way they conduct operations. They are amazing. They will put a warning in a bulletin out in advance to get civilians to clear. Are all those rules changing now? Is that all different now, Ilana? Those rules have have gone in the waste bin, as far as I can tell. What because what happened? Uh, I believe it was yesterday or maybe even Saturday, they took um, they took out a very tall tower which was called the Palestine Tower, and it was a, a a high rise building with two towers. And before they did that, they notified civilian by phone, by text, uh, whatever way they were able to, sometimes with flyers. And they told them to get out of the building because it was about to be destroyed. This is what they have done in the past. Right. And within a very short time, they bombed this building to smithereens because it held some very um, important Hamas. Uh, what's the word? It was a. It was a the, the part of their infrastructure, their technological okay. infrastructure. Okay. And so they destroyed this building, but they gave the people warning. And I believe. That is the last time they have done it this time. They are finished. There is what, no what, hold on. Finish with giving warning, you're saying in advance, right? They're giving warning. That's correct. Okay. Let, let's ask IQ this. Hold on. Stay, stay right with me here. IQ, do you is that accurate or do you have any sense or opinion? Will they be given warning moving forward, or is that all out the window too? I'll tell you why it's out of the window. Because now it's going to be a mobile warfare. There will be no time. They will not have time and they will not give warning so the Hamas uh, uh, soldiers will escape. There is This is a merciless war now. Right, right, right. Merciless. right. So let me ask you both this now. Hold on a minute. I'm thinking here, please, as I see all these reports. Now, let me ask you, is your IQ, first yourself here. With that said, uh, 
what I'm understanding, I think what we all know will happen here is this. Okay. I, I'm seeing a lot of military folk come out and say this, IQ. If they go too hard, too fast with their response, which Netanyahu has already said he will do, and he usually follows through on what he says, and he I, he was very declarative, and you will see something you've never seen before. And I, I hear the words. They ring in my, my ears very loudly. Now, the reports are going to be immediately, the pushback on that is going to be grave. Uh, what I'm saying is, Everybody is going to take that story until I think the reports are going to come almost immediately to tell Israel to back off. Now, at that point, is the world with Israel? Is the world not with Israel? Does this thing escalate higher? This is really tricky because Israel, if they pound them into the dust of the earth and remove uh, Hamas, and we'll talk about Hezbollah in a moment here, but do you know what I'm asking? That's This is a big deal, what we're talking about. You're asking extremely relevant questions. Israel has only two or three days to achieve the maximum. Literally, two or three days. After that, it's exactly what you said. Everybody will be dumping on them. Yeah. But in two to three days, they might achieve something substantial. I don't know what it will be. Okay. 300,000 soldiers are already there. By the way, 60-year-old people, men and women, are volunteering to go to war. 60-year-old. That's right. That's right. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Ilana, speak about that point that uh, IQ does as well there. Uh, the the heat, the pressure, I, I can tell you right now, it's going to come back a hundredfold in just that, well, back to what IQ just said, just in a matter of days. We're about, I, I mean, I can tell you the script right now. I can tell you what's going to happen. Just a few days from now, as Israel is going to do what I would if I was the commander, if I was the prime minister, I would do exactly, let me be clear with the audience, what this what this man is going to do and what this country is going to do, because you have to fight back what's happened here for deterrence in the future, or it's all bets are off, it's all over. There's no life, there's no country, there's no nothing left. So this is game changing. But Ilana, that pushback is going to be heavy. Let's, let me ask you, let me rephrase a question to you. If that is a hundredfold and Israel does what we think they're going to do in the next 72 hours and the pushback from the world starts heavy back in that response, even from Biden, I mean, even me, you know, he'll probably do the same thing and China will and Russia will. They all will. Everybody will. Um, you'll hear from Saudi Arabia, you'll hear from inside the Middle East, you hear from everybody. What happens then? Does Israel become isolated? Do they become what? I mean, What's that moment like? Well, I think you're right. I think you and IQ are both right that this is this this uh, sudden uh, appreciation of Israel by internationally and support of Israel internationally. This is going to start to dry up because what Israel is doing is something it's never done before. It is going after Hamas in every way it can without no holes barred and the idea is to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. That's what they have promised to do. Now, the the, the end result of this, let's say it's, it's probably more than 72 hours. I would say it's probably two or three days. But the, um, well, two, uh, two days is what, 42, 72 hours? I, it's three days. 
three days. So maybe, maybe 72 hours, maybe another day. But the point is that by that time, there won't be much left of Gaza. And for the first time, Israel is carrying out its attacks without regard to um, the civilian population, not because they want to, but because they have no choice. And the point I want to make is that you need to remember, in in the United States, when we hear something that uh, people were killed in, in Texas and you live in New York, or people were killed in Philadelphia and you live in, in um, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, it's not personal. But Israel is a tiny country the size of New Jersey. Hmm. And it has a population of a little over 9 million people. It's tiny. The number of people who were killed represents probably 30 or 40,000 Americans had this taken place here. Be, if you compare the populations. And now we lost 3,000 people on 9-11. Imagine 30 or 40,000 people in one event. So, and the other thing is that these people who were killed are the sons and daughters and, and, and parents and, and uh, relatives and friends of people all over Israel. This is very, very personal to Israel. And there is no way in which they are not going to do everything they can to support this effort to wipe Hamas off the map. Okay. All right. All right. Does that help? Yeah, it sure does. I mean, it's a perfect explanation. I mean, it's spot on. IQ, you have anything to follow that up with real quick? To tell you the truth, the comparison is absolutely correct. What America lost was 3,000 people out of 330 million. What Israel lost is almost will be three, between wounded and dead three thousand out of nine million. We talk about a hundredfold. Right. We're not talking about small quantities. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people now. Right. That's right. Okay. I'm talking weight for weight. Right. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, we are speaking uh, to uh, IQ Al Razuli, uh, Ilana Friedman on uh, the war in the Middle East uh, in Israel. Um, you know, over the years, uh, I have uh, relied on Ilana Friedman and IQ Al-Razuli. And, you know, we've talked about this hypothetical many times over the decades of the years. Well, not decades, years. I'm not that old. I mean, come on. Uh, but <laughs> but we've talked about it many times, I would say, over the years. And we all, we always talked about this, this, um, th- this moment because there were certain things that just were inevitable that we knew would potentially happen because when you understand the fight and you understand the gravity of what's taken place, then you can almost understand the unthinkable. This moment, my fellow Americans is the unthinkable right now that has happened in Israel, in the middle East. It is unthinkable almost, but having said that, we must think about it, however. We must think about it. We must remember it. We must feel the pain. You understand what I'm talking about, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. What you're feeling right now is very potentially coming to a city, a town, a neighborhood near you here in this country. 
I do not say this lightly by any stretch. And I do not play with things I can't back up or understand completely. I'm telling you now, these people, they know when to strike. They know when the moment of surprises, they know. And the fact that we are at war already here in the United States, we will be pulled into about anything that's going to transpire here. When you consider what is happening on our borders and you consider the number, which I have been talking with the best immigration specialist on in this country. I mean, you know, you know them. I mean, Tom Holman was here on Viewpoint this Sunday, this weekend. We have Mark Gregorian, Center for Immigration Studies. We have Art Arthur, uh, Andrew Arthur. We have Todd Bensman. I mean, these are the best, best immigration voices in the country that are on this network, on this show, and on Viewpoint this Sunday. And they tell you the amount and level and number of terrorists that are coming over the border and the number and level of even Chinese nationalists, but putting that aside, the number of jihadists and terrorists and on the terror watch list. And th these are the kinds of people we're talking about here. These people plan, they're calculated, they look for timing, and then they strike. And they strike with, and they don't care that they're going to die. They have no factor. That's a bonus for them to die. You have to understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a bonus. If they die, that's a that's a win. It's like hitting the pinball machine, the lottery. You understand? It's like now they get all of that and they go to Ciala, which is why they have no problem doing these kinds of awful things that Ilana just described with the kites coming in and the takeover in the field and the music festival and a beautiful day of beautiful people enjoying life. And they're taken out and butchered and savaged. And I mean, just an awful ways, just an awful way. So this showcases what we're talking about here and why you must never forget the pain and what you must never forget what is happening right this moment of these beautiful people, these innocent, beautiful people have suffered through and they're now their loved ones and others will suffer as well in this life. That's an important point to remember right now. And I'm telling you now, this is not the last, this is not the last You'll sense and feel and hear of this barbaric, I don't know what you want to call it, people, but this 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 freak of nature, this barbaricness, this is not the last time you will hear about this at all. And it's it will be here in America. So to what degree, I, I can't answer that. But it will it will be here. And you will see it, and you may very well feel it. I'm telling you now. And I can. I have a bad sense about this right off. I've had it right along. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to be the legacy of the Biden administration. That's going to be the legacy of the leftist, progressive, Marxist, communist, Democrat machine. That's going to be the legacy of what they've done and what they've left to this country. So that's where we're at. All right. Let me reset the table here as we uh, continue on in just moments here with IQ Al Razuli, Alana Friedman. I want to talk about Hezbollah as well. There's an awful lot to discuss. Uh, I plan to cover this, uh, this uh, war, this story, and it's a uh, full mode and operation in the days and weeks ahead, as long as it takes. Uh, I pray with all my heart and soul uh, for the Israeli people and stand united with these beautiful people. It breaks my heart. It really, truly does. Yeah. yeah. AmericaOutloud.news. We'll take a pause. 
You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. America Out Loud News is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. And we join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, and uh, the White House has confirmed at least nine Americans have been killed in the conflict. Others are unaccounted for. That number will go up, I am sure. The Pentagon has sent uh, equipment, weaponry, uh, munitions uh, all uh, to uh, Israel. Uh, the carrier strike group, uh, the USS Gerald R. Ford, is on its way there, and its accompanying ships again are expected to be uh, near Israel. Report on Tuesday. So, as you hear the program here on Talk Radio, uh, that's when that'll be there. Uh, and uh, it'll be, uh, you know, right there in the Mediterranean. And uh, it sends a, a signal to Iran uh, and Syria and, uh, you know, what we're dealing with here, basically, okay, and other parties. Uh, it's very complicated out there. It's even more complicated than it was uh, with China now getting their hands in there because of our terrible foreign policy and hands off in that region. A lot has been undone from the Abraham Accords that uh, Trump and the team uh, had worked very hard at creating just a short time ago. That's all out the window here, uh, to be sure. Uh, Now, 
We've laid out pretty well the barbaric nature of this in a brief sense to give you a feel of that. We laid out what the media is going to do, and these calls for peace and ceasefire are just absolutely uh, they're, they're not in place. They're not going to happen. They should not happen, in, our, in my opinion. I think in Alana and IQ's opinion as well, um, the prime minister has come out and stated what's going to happen here. Uh, you know, now Gaza, you've got a couple of million people out there that are densely packed into that small neighborhoods uh, there. And uh, it's going to be a battle there now. And that's the I, I, and, and IQ, I want to ask you this. That is the price I, I would I, I'm going to say to you, that's the price that now. I, and this is sad, but that the Palestinian people are going to pay by not stand, th- those leaders by not standing up to Hamas once and for all, which I know it's difficult to do with these terrorists, but that's the price that they're now going to pay. Is that a correct statement? It is a correct statement, but I need to tell you this. I want to repeat what you said. There will be an attack in America, yeah. which will dwarf 9-11 10 times. Yeah. I want them to hear it. I want America to hear it, not only from you, but from me. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, you are going to have it. IQ, I, 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 brother, I, I, uh, I know, I know, I, I, I get gut feelings all the time on these kinds of things, and this has been on my mind, my in my soul for some time. I know it's coming. I've been trying to warn the American people of this right now, and we've been set up right now uh, to be taken down, and it's going to be very grave. So we, we haven't, we're going to be pulled right into this whole affair. But I know you can absolutely repeat that. I, I know it's going to happen here. I want to ask you now, I want to turn right away and let me keep moving here, please, uh, to draw this out. We, I now have a sense of what you both are saying about uh, Gaza. All bets are off. They're not going to be given the warnings. They're going in. They're going to decimate it. Uh, real, I just each of you real fast, How? because I want to talk about Hezbollah here. But in, in Gaza, out of those couple of million people, take a guess for me in your uh, expert opinion. How many of those people will survive? I mean, what will the death count look like down there? Any idea, IQ, what that might be? But, I mean, the way it's going, at least 10,000 people will be dead, a minimum. Okay. A yeah, minimum. I, think, I, th- I thought it would be much higher than that, actually. I said at least. Yeah. I don't want to exaggerate. No, I know. I know. I, I'm just my opinion. Uh, Ilana, you have a sense? 10,000 more? Last? What, what do you think? I don't have a number, but I will tell you two things that I, I think need to go into this piece of a of the conversation. The first is that um, we know that Hamas wraps itself around the civilian population, embeds itself inside the civilian population. So any attack on Hamas is by by definition going to impact horribly the, the civilian population that is under the thumb of Hamas and has been for a number of years. The other thing I wanna tell you is something that we haven't talked about. I haven't heard anybody talk about it yet. But Israel, the Israel Defense Forces is finding that um, that the that they're finding that U.S. weapons left in Afghanistan by the Biden administration have been found in the hands of Palestinian groups like Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Do you get that? Oh, I got it. I got it, Miss so, Ilana Friedman. I got it loud and clear, Ilana. Uh, does yep. that does that shock me? Not a bit. Not no, for a moment. Good, but it may shock some of your listeners. This yeah. is the this is the fallout yeah. Yeah. from the administration yeah. that 
we elected by <clears throat> by hook or crook and mostly probably by crook yeah. um in um, the last presidential election yeah. thank you for sharing that, that the damage that he has done and hit the people around him have done including the the abysmal horrible leaving of afghanistan is uh, now playing yeah, out right. Desert of the okay. Gaza Strip. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. It's v valuable information. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear that from your intelligence. Uh, I'm not at all surprised. Uh, I know those weapons, uh, the, the, we're talking billions of dollars of equipment, high-tech equipment were left there, and these cats all work together. This evil, and what, what the hell do you think is out there in Afghanistan, jihadists? I mean, they all work together. They're all in sync. Uh, they're all out for the same thing. So, all right. Ilana, I want to ask you, stay with you a moment here and ask you about uh, this escalation now by Hezbollah that we're seeing coming out of Lebanon in the north. Uh, this, again, is another uh, proxy. It's another uh, Iranian uh, militant group. Again, same caliber, same same barbaric uh, flavor, if you will. This is this is a double front now. This and this. In fact, in fact. There's been a number of armed suspects that did cross over that they've captured. They've shot missiles off, that sort of thing. So it's already sort of there, not a full-on slot yet. But what what do you sense is going to happen there in Hezbollah? Well, I want to say, first of all, that the people who crossed are no longer among the living. Uh, they have been what is called eliminated. Awesome. Uh, yeah. But aside from that, this is all part of a much larger picture uh, there is a puppeteer, and that is Iran. And in the month of August, they had a series of meetings in Lebanon with Hamas leaders and uh, Hezbollah leaders planning this whole operation. There's no way that Hamas could have planned this on their own. They're not that smart. Uh, but they are. But Iran helped them to organize it, to do the strategic planning, and then to provide them with the weapons and everything else that they needed to uh, carry out this horrible attack on Saturday. Do so you know uh, that they had met in, in Lebanon uh, with the Hezbollah, uh, with uh, Hamas, and with Iranian forces there? That's, that's yes. correct? Yeah. Right. Yes, that is correct. All right. All right. Um, do you see now with um, uh, does, does he Hezbollah, do they make the move as well? Okay, back to that plan in Lebanon. What does your expert opinion tell you right now? I mean, let, well, let me say this. Here's what I don't understand. And let me start with you and then I want to get to IQ. Here's what I don't understand, Elana. Uh, All right. Hamas engages this way. They went ahead with this. They knew what was going to happen with Israel. They know Israel. They know what's going to happen. Then they're not surprised with what's going to happen next. They're not going to be surprised with what's happening in, in, in Gaza. They, they're not surprised by any of this uh, at all. So having said that, Elana, uh, there has to be a bigger plan here. Now, then I say to myself, well, what is that bigger plan? Well, I'm suspecting is to have a multi-front war. I can't imagine that Hamas would have pulled the lever on this to just be isolated at that moment because they wouldn't accomplish what they wanted to. Um, in other words, that candle would have been burnt out. So what happens then? Is Are we waiting for Hezbollah now to pull the lever? Is this a multi-front thing? How do we this, see? Well, first of all, th this is... This is the work of a puppeteer who sits in Tehran and uh, the, the IRGC and the, the powers that be in, in Iran are the ones, this is their war and they are carrying it out by proxy. So the first, the first group to carry it out was Hamas. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Uh, I could have told them what was going to happen, but they didn't ask me. 
the uh, the the next front will be Le uh, Lebanon and Syria. And by the way, I I I hope you remember that I predicted this over a year ago. Yeah. That yeah. you do a multi-front war against yeah. Israel, and it was going to be organized by Iran. Right. This is something which, to me, is so clear. And so the what was surprising about this attack on Saturday okay. was the 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 extraordinary cruelty of it. Exactly. It was. Exactly. It was horrible. And I yeah. I have a uh, an app on my phone, which is called Red Alert. And every time a rocket is deployed against Israel, it goes off. Okay. On Saturday night, on Friday, sorry, on the Friday night of October 6th, right. at about 1030, I started getting these alerts. It was going and crazy, right? Not, yeah, you're going. Nonstop okay. all night. All and right. they don't... All right, we, uh, I've got, so let me reset the time. I've, I've got about five minutes left. I've got a lot to cover here. So bear, bear with me here. I want to, no, I want to get through some facts here, please. And then we'll, we'll, we'll continue on in the days ahead here. But, um, if, uh, Hamas has done what they did, they had to know Israel was going to strike back like this, as I've stated. Okay. Got it. Hezbollah is already starting to, uh, move some things and do some things that make you to believe that they could strike next. And then the problem is, if they have a, a, a front on the south and a front on the north, I mean, remember, we've talked in many times in recent past about Iran and nuclear weapons and that sort of thing. How does that fit into this equation, please? Well, we were talking uh, briefly about Hezbollah in the north. And what uh, I, I think many people don't understand is that Hezbollah has been building up for this time, for this event for years they have thousands of missiles not rockets like Hamas has but missiles guided missiles that are have been put in caves in Lebanon and they're all pointing to Israel uh, I think one of the one of the strategies will be to swarm Israel with drones and missiles uh, in an attack that cannot you know reasonably be stopped. And that will do a tremendous amount of damage to this tiny little country. The other thing is that Iran... And the, and the, and the Iron Dome won't be able to stop all of that, stop some of it, but not, not a lot of it, right? No. I mean, uh, you know, the, this past barrage of, of, of rockets, if you can imagine being the recipient of 4,000 rockets in two and a half days... Yeah. It's 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 mind boggling. Right. And Iron Dome took out some of them, but could not manage to take out four thousand of right. them. So continue. What happens then with, with Iran? So Iran has the the capability of deploying some sort of nuclear missile, and I'm not convinced that they don't have something. Uh, and they uh, are going. They have the capability of deploying that as a final resort to annihilate. Israel and a, a, a nuclear bomb on this tiny little country, right. it will destroy it. How would, would if all of that scenario played out, which is our worst fear, it's what we've talked about previously, what would Israel, they've looked at this scenario, they've talked about this scenario, they've strategized on this scenario, would they be ready and willing to respond before, we always said they would respond before that happened. What happens? Yeah. I believe that's exactly what they will do. In spite of the, the intelligence debacle that happened this past week, possibility that Israel will 
be able to determine that Iran is getting ready to deploy something massive against them. I think that's a that's a pretty good bet. And they are they do have nuclear capability, Israel. And I believe that they will not hesitate to use it if they feel that their existence is as about to be destroyed. Because if they hesitate, that hesitate could cost them everything. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Right. That's the last word right there, man. Uh, yeah, it's Alana Friedman and IQ Al-Razuli. You have a sense now of the gravity of the situation and what we're dealing with, uh, my fellow Americans, and, uh, and the, really the things we've been talking about for years uh, that are now on the doorstep here. Now, at this time as well, uh, you know, you have to think, well, does our military understand? Well, yes, they do, which is why they've sent out the carrier group, the uh, Gerald Ford carrier group and all of the uh, you know, a group of ships with that uh, out to the Mediterranean. Uh, but again, uh, what I said to you moments ago during the parts of the show there is that, you know, there could be another front. I mean, a worst case scenario is another front opens up here uh, in some capacity with all of this activity that's come over our borders now and all this uh, terrorist and equipment that I'm sure is here as well in our country. And this is the price uh, we're paying. Uh, for the um, horrible decisions that uh, some of this country has made to uh, give the controls to the leftist, progressive, Marxist, communist, uh, Democrat Party, and uh, Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama, uh, that group there, and the same cast of characters that are around his administration. So it should put the fear in everybody to understand we may be dealing with the same stuff here. We may be a whole different conversation, but we could be having but it. At some point, I don't know when, but this is the gravity of what we are dealing with here and why, uh, you know, all bets are off at the moment here. Uh, so right now, uh, it, it uh, rests with Israel and how they're going to respond. And we'll have to watch carefully what takes place from the north. And then with uh, Iran as well has been laid out here, friends. Uh, these are uh, very grave moments uh, for humanity is uh, what we're dealing with here. Very, very grave moments here. Uh, for the world, uh, it seems like we're becoming unglued uh, by the day, by the hour, by the week, by the month. Sad days, isn't it? Friends, thank you for joining me on the mission. We'll be covering this in the days ahead. Um, help us get this out there, of course. Wake people up, please, to the truth. And uh, we'll be on the case here in the many, many days ahead here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.